My Car Guru, Season 11, Episode 31. Welcome to the weird, wacky world of the auto business. Hey folks, this is Lenny Lawson again, the car guru. Had a guy see me in Tractor Supply uh, yesterday. He said, well, there's the car guru. See, they don't even call me Lenny anymore. They just throw the guru thing out at me, but that's okay. You know, at least somebody's listening. Oh, and I had a, another guy say, aren't you Abby's dad? But that's okay. I don't mind that. I am Abby's dad and Audra's dad and Blaine's dad. Proud of it. And uh, she's in all the commercials now. And so I'm I'm perfectly happy to step aside. We've got our ad agency coming to Greenville. Um, in, let's see. T- next Tuesday, they're going to be here all day. So what we normally do is we drive. See, this is an insider look into the car business. Uh, we Abby and I normally drive to it to uh, Birmingham, Alabama, to Strong Automotive Advertising, and we stay there all day long. And we shoot a year's worth of commercials. Now we don't do the whole commercials; we just do little bits and pieces, and then they put it all together. But we have to approve all the scripts for an entire year. I'm in the process of doing that right now because they're going to be here next week. And there's a couple things they've put in there that uh, that I'm going to change. But for the most part, these people do phenomenal work. I had to get out of the advertising as far as you know, deciding exactly where to spend the money and stuff like that. It just The Internet totally messed me up. I mean, we used to advertise in the Greenville Sun newspaper. We would advertise on either WJHL, which is CBS, or WCYB, which is NBC, and uh, we would do some radio, and that was it. And see, now it's all over the place. Most of our advertising is online now. I mean, if we're not there, then we don't sell cars. We have to be where the buyers are. And I realize that many of you could care less about the Internet. I talked to a gentleman a little while ago. He doesn't have a smartphone. He's still using a flip phone. Bless his heart, too. I wish I could do that. I've thought about going back. But anyway, he just, they just don't, you know, they're still watching TV. They're watching Jeopardy. I advertise on Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune because a lot of my customers are there. So I try to be where my customers are, where they're going to be watching. I'm on their phones a lot. You know, if they go on YouTube or Facebook or something like that, they're going to see Abby. So that's what we have to do. We have to be where the where the buyers are or the future prospects. Because in the marketing business, in, in the advertising business, you're trying to do one of two things, basically. You're trying to capture those people that are in the market right now so that they'll think about you. Of course, I realize that everybody's not in the market for a Nissan or a Ford. So a lot of the advertising that I put out there is total waste because they would never come by a Nissan or Ford. But then again, you've got a a slice of buyers. If you look at the pie, there's a slice of buyers who are Ford and Nissan buyers. And if they're used car buyers, of course, they'll go anywhere. But if if they want to buy a Nissan, I want them to buy their Nissan from you-know-who. And if they want to buy a Ford, same thing. So I'm trying to get those people that are in market. I'm also communicating with those people that are not in the market. And so what you're trying to create is something the advertising people, they call it top-of-mind awareness. You know, that sounds like exactly what it is. If somebody thinks, you know, if they're not in the market and all of a sudden they think, hey, I'm in the market for a new Ford. And who, where am I going to shop? And we, I want the first thought to be Gateway Ford. 
Well, I realize that that's not going to be everybody's first thought or maybe even their 15th thought. But if they are you know, in my market area, then that's a reasonable expectation. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to occupy that space in their brain. Now, the best kind of advertising is word of mouth advertising. You know, somebody's previous experience, you know, if they have had a great experience with you, then the chances are they'll come back unless they decide to go buy a Honda or a Toyota or something like that. And, and of course, people do that. You know, sometimes they don't want a, another a product that I've sold. I've had customers. I have one guy. Well, I say the guy and his family have bought over 130 vehicles from me since 1979. That's one household. That does not count all of his relatives and his friends that have come down from all over the Tri-Cities to buy vehicles from me. And, you know, we've ended up, well, you can imagine, we were good friends, really, before he ever bought his first vehicle from me. I met him on a basketball court, and we just kind of hit it off, and we talked. He was driving a Jeep at the time, and he was getting ready to get married. And he said, you know, I've been looking at those Mazda RX-7s. I wouldn't mind having one of those. And I said, I've, I just had one come in. You come over and look at it. Well, he brought his Jeep over a couple days later and bought the RX-7, and that was her wedding present. And since then... 130 vehicles. He doesn't like me to say that. I will not disclose his name so that his privacy will not be infringed upon. Okay, I will take my first break, and I'll be back here in just a second. Okay, I had another example yesterday of the vital importance of relationship and of doing business with somebody that you know, that you like, and that you trust. Regardless of who it is, doesn't have to be me. Let's say that you're in Bristol, Tennessee, or Knoxville, Tennessee, or wherever, and uh, you bought your last car from the Chevrolet dealer there. Get to know those people. Um, get your vehicles. Get get <laughs> get your vehicle serviced there. You know, don't go to the fast lube place just because it's convenient. Make you an appointment and and get to the dealership. And get it serviced there. Get all of your maintenance work done there. Because of what happened yesterday with a customer of mine. Now, we had this person that had they had not purchased this vehicle from us. They had purchased it from a used car dealer. And it had a, a fatal engine problem. And that problem was no longer covered by the warranty because the warranty was three years or 36,000 miles. The vehicle had forty-five or 46,000 miles. Should you have a fatal engine problem at that uh, mileage? Heck no, you shouldn't. But, you know, you should change the oil every now and again. Um, when we checked it, it was multiple quarts low, and it was probably because of the, the, the uh, failure inside the motor that was causing this. But they went on the um, warpath against us because we said it wasn't going to be covered under the warranty. And they were going to have to pay for it. About $7,000 was going to be the bill. Well, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, all this has taken place over in my service department. And then uh, Abby, my daughter, came over and said, Dad, we got this issue with this customer, and they are wearing us out on Facebook and stuff like that. And I said, well, tell me about it. And she did and explained it. So, so I immediately called my service manager, and I said, Billy, what's going on? Why can't we uh, help these people? He says, well, number one, they're out of warranty. Number two, We've never seen them darken our door as far as uh, regular maintenance on this vehicle. We have no idea where they're getting it serviced. 
and you know how the manufacturers do not want to help folks. They won't go the extra mile when they're out of warranty is what I'm saying. When they haven't maintained the de- at their vehicle at the dealership, they haven't even darkened the door. Um, now, it, that's one of the reasons that I tell you folks to get your vehicle serviced at the dealership, especially while it's under warranty. And even, even after, it doesn't cost that much more. Maybe it's a little more or a little less convenient. But if you make an appointment, I mean, you can get in there and get your oil change done. You don't have to wait to the last minute and go to the Jiffy Lube place or Joe Blow's lawnmower shop to get your oil changed. But if you get it done at the dealership and they have all the records there, then we can go to bat for you. And most dealers will go to bat for you. If they won't, then you can go to another dealer. Like I've had customers go to a a dealership in a different town and they got turned down for a warranty repair. And they've listened to my radio show. And they've come down here and said, Lenny, can you help? And I said, well, I'll certainly try. They had their vehicle always serviced at that dealership. I don't know why the dealership wouldn't go the extra mile to try to, to take care of them, but they wouldn't. And so, you know, I see this as an opportunity to gain a customer. Is that selfish? I don't think so. You know, if I can take care of somebody and they like me and they, they like my dealership, then they'll want to buy a car from me in the future. That's just good business. So, you know, and I go to bat for them, and I call the manufacturer, and I, I said, you know, I, I can see the records as well. It's right there on our system. We all can see all of the warranty records, and you can go, you know, you can look on Carfax or AutoCheck or any of those and see if somebody's maintained their car and where they maintained it. And if you do that and you have an issue, I don't care if it's 25,000 miles over the warranty. If it's a, a major failure with, like, an engine, transmission, rear diff, um, transfer case, something like that, then we can get help. Now, is Ford paying for this whole engine? No, they're paying for a new engine block, a new uh, short block, and they're paying for all the other related parts and the customer's having to pay for the labor. Well, that bill went from $7,000 for them to $2,000. And Ford is paying the rest because we went to bat for them. Did we have to? No, we didn't. But, uh, yeah, I guess we did. You know, as far as, as far as my value system, I just can't say no to a lot of people, especially when they're in a desperate situation, and these folks were. I'm not trying to be a martyr here. I'm just saying that that's just the way I look at things. And so if I can help somebody, I know that it's in my power, even though I'm really busy with a lot of other things, it, even, and they didn't buy it from us. I have the potential to gain a customer for life. Would you agree? And uh, you know, and I like my, I enjoy talking to folks, and I enjoy having long-term relationships. Like the guy that's bought 130 vehicles from me, and I have a lot of customers that have bought, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40 over over the years. Many folks that have, and I've got a lot of customers that have bought one. And you know, my objective and and the the point I try to get to my people is that. They'll buy from us again and again and again if we step up and take care of their situations and make their life easier, make their car life easier. So that's what we're called to do. So the whole point of this rant and raving is to get you to change a habit and get your vehicle. If you buy a new Honda Accord from Johnson City Honda, then take it to Johnson City Honda every time to get it serviced. Do not defect. Now, if you're on vacation, you decide to go out west or something, that's fine. That's not going to kill your chances of a, getting an issue resolved. 
You know, if you buy a Chevrolet from Champion Chevrolet, get it serviced at Champion Chevrolet. Um, now, the independent dealers and, and the oil change places are going to be mad at me. I'll probably get some hate mail, but that's okay because I'm just telling you like it is. So I'm going to take my last break real quick, and I'll be back in just a minute. Okay, I am back. You know, the state of the car business is just a little weird right now. You know, as a new car dealer with two franchises, I've got a slight advantage over a single point dealer because of the two brands. You know, Ford is quite different from Nissan. Ford doesn't even sell any cars except the Mustang. Nissan sells the little Versa, the Sentra, the Altima. They're not going to make the Maxima anymore. They just didn't sell very good, you know, after a while. Boy, those those things used to sell like hotcakes back in the late 70s and 80s. They were a little boxy, a little V6 engine too. Maybe it was an inline six-cylinder. I don't remember. But, boy, those things sold like crazy. I was a Mazda dealer at the time, and we had we lost a lot of deals to them because we just didn't have anything in that that kind of luxury uh, well, I don't know if you'd call a Maxima luxury back then. It was nicer. It was faster. You know, at the time, we had the Mazda 626. And then finally, Mazda came out with something called the 929, and we started selling the heck out of those. People wanted that little personal luxury vehicle. But I am blessed to have those two franchises. Now, a lot of dealers have single point where they just sell Ford or they just sell Nissan. And they still do well. But this this market is so spotty right now. What I mean by that is that we will have a tremendous week. We'll sell like 40 cars in a week. And then the next week, it's just like crickets. And so, you know, we might sell 10 or 15 that week. We have to sell about 30 a week in order to uh, meet our goals. But uh, there's some pressures out there. One is inventory. It's tightening up again. You know, we're just not seeing the, the flow of vehicles that I thought we would at this point, you know, this far beyond the pandemic. I thought the um, restrictions were on, on inventory and chips and stuff were getting better. That's what they told us. But I, I don't know. I, I think the manufacturers are really trying to control pricing. And, and they do that by restricting inventory so that if there's fewer cars on the lot, then they don't have to incentivize them as much. We talked about that at the last show. So that's a little weird. Interest rates, kind of shocking to a lot of people. I mean, more than double what it was last year, this same time. And some of the banks are, are tightening up a little bit their requirements. Now, the captives aren't. What's a captive? You remember what I told you a captive was? That's like well, a captive for Ford is they is would be Ford Motor Credit. So they're the financing wing of Ford. They call them captives. So if you're a Chevrolet dealer, you can't call in a deal to Ford Motor Credit because they won't finance it for for your customer. They only finance for Ford and Lincoln dealers. Now, if you're a Chevrolet dealer, then you don't use them. You use um, GM Financial, I think is what they call it now. Um, so... Toyota has a captive. Honda has a captive. Typically, the captive, well, are they're the ones, if you hear about 0% financing or 1.9 and everybody else is paying, you know, the banks are charging 4, 5, 6%, that's being offered by the captive. And they're able to do that because the, the company itself, like Ford, uh, kicks some money back. 
they actually, instead of giving you a rebate, they're giving a rebate to Ford Motor Credit so that they can offer a lower interest rate. Isn't that weird? So financing is getting a little bit tighter. Some of the banks are a little bit concerned. Have you heard all this stuff about these banks failing and runs and on deposits and stuff like that? The media just blows all that stuff out of proportion. I don't know what's going to happen there. You know, I mean, I could spend all day worrying about stuff. The best thing for me to do is just turn the news off and listen to, you know, songs from the 70s. That's probably the best medicine I could recommend. On the used car front, things are good for you. Um, Values are going back up again. I talked to one of the uh, buyers that we use, and he is at all the auctions. We don't go to all of them. He does. And he said, Lenny, the prices are off the charts, what dealers are paying for uh, vehicles at the auction. Now, these vehicles are coming from rental car companies. They're, they're trade-ins that you know dealers have traded for, and then the dealers think that maybe they don't fit their marketing profile, so they'll send it to an auction and sell it. And he says they're bringing outrageous money. Well, that's good for you because that, that means this uh, slide that we've been on as far as depreciation, it has slowed and actually turned and start start going up again. So you should be able to get good money for your trade-in. That's going to help offset some of the uh, interest rate pressure that we have. So if you're in the market right now for a new car, it's, it's not a it's not a bad time, really. I mean, it's uh, there's no big rebates out there. Although there are some, you know, one of the things you need to pay attention to if you you're, think you're going to be in the market for the next six months, sometime. If you get some junk mail, what you typically would throw in the garbage, if it comes from the manufacturer of like, uh, well, it might be a Chevrolet or a Honda or somebody, they may, they send out these these coupons that can be worth a lot of money. I had a customer come in the other day. He had received one for $2,500 on a vehicle that has no rebates from the manufacturer. But he was on a special list, and he had just held on to it you know, until close to the expiration date. And, and he, uh, he ended up not using it. He didn't buy anything, but it's a shame you can't pass those on to somebody else. But th- typically those are under your name and your name only. And you might be able to pass it off to a family member. It depends on what the rules are with the manufacturer. You just got to read the fine print. One of my favorite sayings, what the large print giveth, the fine print taketh away. I don't know if that's uh, biblical or not. It's definitely Shakespearean, don't you think? Oh, on a side note, I ended up buying the Model A. I talked about it the other day. I have always wanted an old, old Ford, something pre-40s. Um, I'd rather have had like a, I don't know, like a 35 or a 37, something like that. They had a, a flathead V8, but... No, that wasn't going to happen. So I ended up with this Model A that I was talking about the other day. I haven't received it yet. I had a stipulation. He has to deliver it. And I am so excited. I really am. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to put it in the showroom. But because I bought it, I have to sell a couple other things. But I'm planning on it. You know, like I say, I'm not trying to build a museum. I just buy stuff to put in the showroom that people can enjoy when they walk in. You know, people walk in and see my my big vertical gas pumps and that 55 Thunderbird and that Mustang and now the Model A. They'll walk in and they'll say, wow, this looks different. And I just, you know, I like seeing the smiles on people's faces. It makes me happy. So anyway, we do have a Cars and Coffee event that's going to be down here in April. 
So uh, I'll keep you informed of when that is. I love to have my listeners come down and bring their cars. I'll have the coffee, so you just bring the cars. I'm going to have a bunch of them down here. But, uh, yeah, that's the same group of people that do that big cars and coffee event at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Mine isn't as big as theirs, but the coffee's better. Plus, we get to meet and shake hands and talk and actually do some live stuff in person, up close and personal. Well, thanks for listening, as usual, to My Car Guru. If you have any questions, and a lot of people do, I'm really enjoying some of the comments that I'm getting right now. Thankful for those. But also, I love answering questions and helping people solve problems. 423-552-2020. That's a good phone number. It's easy for people to remember. Lenny Lawson 2020 at gmail.com. That's my email address. Um, or you can just come on down to Gateway Ford and Gateway Nissan in Greenville, Tennessee. And about 75% of the time, I'll be here. Call first. Thanks for listening again. And I'll see you tomorrow.